Welcome to Ghoul's Night Out with your hostesses, Brandy and Jody. Hello, beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is Brandy. I'm here with my sister, Jody. Hello. So, I heard a, a really funny story. Today, it was a, a wedding photographer, and she had a couple of... Uh, uh, bride and groom they put their deposit for her to uh photograph their wedding and they um texted her they had signed the contract and everything they texted her and they were like um we don't feel comfortable with you being at our wedding when you are so outspoken about black lives matter and we can't have someone there that isn't supportive all lives matter and when should we expect our deposit back (laughs) yeah so she texted them back and she was like i'm so sorry that you know things didn't work out as you signed on your contract the um, deposit is non-refundable She's like, I wish you a lifetime of growth, and thank you for your donation to Black Lives Matter. (laughs) She took their deposit and donated. (laughs) That is awesome. I I thought that was the best. And I had to bring it up because it was hilarious and fantastic. Um, But I did want to just kind of touch on the whole... Thing, all this crap that's going on I we want this to be a place where you come when you don't want to think about serious crap like that mm-hmm. and you know I, I just you know I am me speaking personally I'm completely ignorant to anything that anybody goes through you know I well we were raised very um what's that word um sheltered yeah well one we were raised sheltered two we were raised sheltered in a midwestern farm town yes three um you know we we have social anxiety now so we don't go we don't we don't socialize with people we don't understand no we don't you know so i just kind of try and stay away with it or stay away from it i absolutely support everybody in yes. anything that they are wanting to do you know yeah. i i have i have no opinion basically yeah. i i just i just don't i'm ignorant to the whole thing and that's kind of why we don't yeah. discuss things like that here i did watch the video of the george floyd oh that was horrible it, hor- it's horrible it's yeah. and i i like can't watch i can't watch that stuff yeah. so i just kind of try and stay away from it and quietly support yeah so that's my stance on it i'm the same yeah i'm the same way so moving on i just had to bring that up because Mm -hmm. it was hilarious that was great great. yeah so yeah fuck those guys yeah and i have a stupid joke so what do you call a dog with no legs a hot dog that's really funny, but but no, you can call him whatever you want. He's still not coming. Ah, that's rude. I, I know, and I really, 
I really thought about not saying, but it's funny and it's stupid. And that's all I'm looking for in these things. Well, that reminds me of when I was listening to Monsters Among Us podcast. Yes. One of the stories was these two girls were driving down a country road at, at night. And when they turned this curve yeah. or they went around this curve, there was a something in the middle of the road. Oh, God. And they stopped. Yeah. Why? And they're, because it was in the middle of the road. They couldn't get around it. Oh, so it was big. Yeah. Okay. And she said it looked like a dog, but it had like glowing eyes. Not like when a, you know, when, uh, like a car hits the, or the yeah, lights hit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it wasn't like that. She said they were like glowing yellow or something. Just independently? Yeah. <sighs> but then she said that it looked at him. And then it slithered off the road. What? Yes! I could. I, I thought for sure it was going to be one of those where she said it stood up and walked yeah. off the road. But no, it slithered like a snake off the road. Was it a hot dog? I don't <laughs> think so. Oh my god! Ew! That was so Ew. crazy. Anyway, Ooh, that's yeah. what that reminded Listen me. Listen to of. Monsters Among Us, you guys. Oh, it was that's an awesome podcast. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Love it. Okay, so I have some funny shit to start the podcast off with. I have people who Okay, it's kind of like misheard lyrics, mm-hmm. but in everyday okay. speak. So it's oh. these people who are just people that just consistently call things by the wrong name okay Okay. i've known some of those people so i have some of these are very obvious what they're trying to say or what they're meaning um some of them are not so much it took me a minute to be like what the fuck are they talking about (laughs) and this this first one's a text so uh, it said yo i just had the nicest filled minion at this restaurant in france filet mignon Field Minion. Filled Minion. They say, what the fuck is Filled Minion? He says, you know, the steak thingy. He said, you mean Filet Mignon? (laughs) Wait, please don't tell me that you thought Filet Mignon was Filled Minion. (laughs) Aren't those the little cartoon characters? Yes. (laughs) The little minions. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This next one looks at uh, looks like a sign that was in maybe a deli. Mm-hmm. It says, "Did you know alligators will give manatees the right away when swimming near each other?" It's supposed to be right of way. Yeah, they say right away. <laughs> the right away. <laughs> was that? It wasn't like a sign that that was like made. Yes. Oh, it's, it's like a chalkboard. Oh, so they wrote it themselves. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. okay. No, no, it wasn't like a, a no. Okay. It was just someone had written down. <laughs> this next one looks like it was on Facebook. It says, if you can't raise your own kids, stop having them. Get spayed and nuttered. <laughs> I love it when people are being assholes. I know, and, and they sound like more. Yes, it is great. <laughs> I love it when people come back at them with like the yeah, greatest. Oh, oh yeah, it's the best. yeah. It's the best. 
Next one is uh, one of those, looks like the Facebook uh, where you sell stuff. Oh, Marketplace? Yeah. Um, it's a gray sectional with an otter man. Oh my God. Is that a new cryptid? <laughs> otter man. Otter man. <laughs> <laughs> Next one looks like it's on Instagram and it says, just had a bonfire with the boys. A bonfire? They were bonding mm-hmm. by the fire. Okay. <laughs> Next one, a coworker recently disclosed to me that she thought the TLC song Waterfalls was about a, na- a man named Jason Waterfalls, as in, don't go, Jason Waterfalls. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It kind of sounds like it. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next one is another Facebook post for keto. It was in the group Keto Diet for Beginners. Are you supposed to pour shit out of your mouth or out out of your food and not eat too much? What? (laughs) Are you supposed to pour shit out of your food and not eat too much? What do you think they were trying to say? I have no idea. Portion. Oh my gosh. Portion out your food. And someone wrote, I'm assuming you meant portion. And someone else wrote, no, she meant poor shit. (laughs) (laughs) Next one is another um, Facebook marketplace for a Catholic converter. (laughs) (laughs) Well, those are, I'm sure, real. (laughs) Yeah. This is supposed to be a catalytic, (laughs) I believe. Next one was another Facebook post. Flaming goals. Thought they were pinker. Oh, my God. (laughs) Flaming goals. Don't. (laughs) (laughs) Next one's another Facebook post. They got new weights. Oh, no. It was a, um, a review on Facebook. They got new weights. The floor's redone. It's a great asthmosphere to work out in. <laughs> I don't want to work out in the asthmosphere. You can't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> um, next one had drinks with some pals, pals, and woke up in the feudal position. That's how you know it was a good night. Uh-huh. <laughs> the feudal position. <laughs> Okay. It was so good they forgot how to use their words. <laughs> Let's hope that's not the only problem. <clears throat> Another Facebook post. Looks can be this evening, boy, I tell ya. Oh my gosh. This evening. Really? Really? <laughs> this evening? That's actually what you think people are saying when they say deceiving? <laughs> this evening. Looks can be this evening. <laughs> what? <laughs> God. Okay. Next one is another Facebook post. The seizure salad at McDonald's is so oh, good. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't want any of those, please. No. Pass on the seizure yeah. salads. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we talk about being raised, you know, sheltered. 
Oh, I know. But come on, people. I know. I, like, what? What? <laughs> this evening. <laughs> this evening. I can't. I can't. How do you think that's what it is? I don't understand. Okay. I can't believe you're this evening me. I can't believe it. No, it's going to be tomorrow. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. This last one. I I just Okay. I'm going to read it how they wrote it. Okay. And you let me know what you think they say. Okay. If a baby is lactose and tall and tall of rent, <laughs> how it drink tidy milk? Well, okay. The first two, I know. If a baby is lactose, lactose intolerant and tall of rent, <laughs> how it drink tidy milk? I don't know what that one is. How it drink titty milk? Oh, but it's tidy. Tidy. <laughs> wow. And they're feeling confused. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they are. Tidy milk. <laughs> wow i know i know and these people are posting it on the internet it's gonna be on there forever (laughs) forever oh wow it's the best and it gives us content so that's my stuff at the beginning all (laughs) righty i did creepiest and most unnerving experiences people have had I think I got these from Thought Catalog. Okay. When I was around six, one of my friend's brothers died, and when we visited the wake, I smelled something odd when I went closer to his coffin. It was like the smell of a dead person. Probably two weeks later, that friend and some of our other friends played in my house, and all of a sudden, I smelled that same smell. Then she, the friend, said... I can smell my brother's coffin. I was shocked. Next thing I know, she and her other sister went to the corner of my house for like two minutes because according to them, their brother was there. They talked in the corner like he was really there. 19 years later, I still get creeped out when I pass by that corner of the house. Oh my gosh. I got chills. Like That is like, ew. That smells like, why, why would a... Why would it smell like a dead person? I don't know. I bet they were smelling formaldehyde or something. And mm. it sounded like they were young. So they probably just associated that with a dead person. Mm. Yeah, it was around six. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That is... Oh, God. And they all smelled it? Yes. These smells get me. Yeah. I don't know. I. Mm. Okay. My dad still tells this story. When I was about four years old, I came inside and asked my dad if I could go play with the two little pig-faced, red-eyed boys just outside our fence. Well, that's not nice. (laughs) He asked if I knew them, and I said no, they just came to the fence. The creepiest part was when he asked me how long they wanted me to play for, I replied, forever. Dad made me play in the house for the rest of the day. (laughs) Oh my gosh. These kind of things happen frequently in my family, though. This was one of the creepier ones. Ew, what? pig-faced red-eyed boys oh my gosh what the fuck? um i would have been like where are they yeah. i want to see them let me meet them yeah and they're and no parents. you're not playing with them <laughs> especially forever yeah <laughs> oh my god 
gosh, that's so creepy. Been like, you want to leave us forever I to know. go with two pig faced boys? <laughs> the <Yes>. fuck? <laughs> Bring on the guilt, Jody. Perfect. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I grew up in a large family. On top of that, my parents regularly took in kids from their brothers and sisters. We had a large house with three master bedrooms, but it was still cramped at times. As such, I was never alone. When I was 13, I was home alone overnight for the first time in my life. I think I had summer school and the rest of my family went to SeaWorld or something. That's rude. I know, right? That night I went... here and go to school. (laughs) Yeah, we're we're going to go have fun. (laughs) Later. That's mean. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe they were being punished for not doing well. Who knows? (laughs) That night I went room to room, checking all the windows and doors and turning out the lights as I went. When I completed my check, I went across the house back towards my room. As I passed one of the bedrooms I had already checked earlier, I heard the faint sound of a woman's voice saying my name. I was so freaked out that I went to the kitchen, grabbed every single knife, (laughs) and then turned every light in the house on. I spent the night in my family room with all the lights on and every knife in the house under my cushion. (laughs) Guess that was it. That would be... That'd be so unsettling. In your own house. Yeah. Someone whispering your name. Ugh. Oh, no. no. No, no, I woke up to the sound of my apartment window opening. I looked over to see a small black humanoid <gasps> stepping through the window no. onto my windowsill. It was shaped kind of like your stereotypical gray alien, but it was only about 18 inches tall and shiny like it was covered in black latex. Ooh. It stood there for a second or two, then turned quickly to face me. Next thing I knew, I was waking up and it was morning. Mm-mm. That's weird. That is a UFO. They abducted that person for sure. Never heard Maybe. of one that was that little. Well, I have. Mm. I've heard of um, the um, Greys oh. specifically. What were those? What was it? The, the goblins in uh, Kentucky or something that attacked oh, yeah. that house? They were smaller. Yeah, they were they? small. Yeah, the gray, there's supposed to be different, different like species, sizes, species. Oh. there's the grays, there's the Pleiadians, yeah. there, and they're all, the grays especially come in like all, all different, different kinds. yeah. Seeing something walk down my hallway on all fours, and when <gasps> I went to check down the hallway, it wasn't there. I didn't sleep for the next two days. Oh my, what? What crawl? No. no, that's the second time in a row that you have said something about something crawling <laughs> around. That is so unsettling. It is very is ew. No, no, I don't know why, but no. Yeah, I don't know either. I was walking with my grandfather and little sister, and we were going through the cemetery. My sister saw a toy car on the monument and took it, and I didn't see her take it. That night, I dreamed of a man asking me to return his car. When I told her that, she admitted to me that she took the car from the cemetery, and I immediately threw it away. But the next day, something creepy happened. When we passed the cemetery again, the car was on the monument, and I still tremble when I think about it. Oh my gosh. Well, if they could just take it in the first place, why didn't they just take it? Because she just threw it away. So they obviously took it out of the trash, right? Yeah. 
That is weird. Maybe they can't go into the house or something mm. to get it. Ooh, maybe it was a vampire. I don't know. Creepy. <laughs> <laughs> My boyfriend at the time and I just got off a flight and made it back to the apartment we shared. Shortly after, we got a call from our friend concierge lady saying that a taxi driver was downstairs with our keys. I was confused since I had my key I had my keys. We were inside our apartment. But since a driver did just drop us off, I thought maybe a key fell off the ring or something. Suddenly I knew something was off. I asked our concierge to ask the tra- taxi driver where he picked us up from. He mentioned a bar I haven't been to in months, not the airport. I asked my boyfriend to come down with me to the lobby to see what was going on. Once we appeared, the driver saw both of us and ran out the door. <gasps> I recognized him as a creepy driver who drove me home alone months prior from Ew. said bar. Oh, he had shit. remembered where I lived and was asking the concierge to tell him which apartment I lived in. The missing keys were just a ploy. Oh my gosh. That's creepy. That's scary. That's very, very scary. See, this is what women have to fucking yeah. deal with. You can't even... You can't go innocently home from a freaking bar without yeah. some creepy douche trying to no when i was home alone one day there was a hack on the local news station at least i think it was wait okay when i was home alone one day there was a hack on the local news station at least i think i like to think it was where it froze the news this one it i don't understand it froze the news on both a new TV I just got in the living room and the smaller one in the study. Huh. I don't understand what a hack is. Maybe they meant like a glitch? That's what I was thinking. Maybe they just used the wrong word. Okay, let me start over and I'll use glitch. Okay. <laughs> when I was home alone one day, there was a glitch on the local news station, at least I like to think it was, where it froze the news on both a new TV I just got in the living room and the smaller one in the study. The audio was a loud beep and the picture was getting brighter and suddenly I heard a woman screaming, get away, and then it went back. Ew, what? On both TVs? On both TVs. Oh my gosh, that is creepy. Yeah. That would scare the shit out of me. I know. And that's like almost as scary as like seeing something. I yeah. Think. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I don't know what I would do. I mean, what could you do? There's nothing you could do, but I would be like... I would be so freaked that out. That whole night, I'd be like, what the fuck? Yes, what was that? Like, what... Should I do something? Should I call someone? Oh my gosh, that's so scary. Who would you call? I know, exactly. I saw uh, my TV. <laughs> my TV went off and then I heard a scream. <laughs> It'd be like, well, okay. <laughs> when I was a kid, I found a knife in the field where we practiced football. I was looking at it, then a stranger picked it up and wiped it off. He looked me in the eye and told me that it's better to just forget things. He was arrested weeks later. Come to find out he killed seven people with that knife. Oh, my God. (gasps) That's all I got. Creepy. Those were good. Those were good. Okay. I did. People describe creepy things they've seen that they cannot rationally explain. I got these off of Ranker, and it is an article by Christopher Schultz. First one is from Redditor Cosgall. I think. I used to date a girl in college who lived three hours away. 
We would trade weekends, one at her school, one at mine. One day she got upset because I had because she had driven all the way to see me and I was in an all-night study s- session, which she had known about, and I couldn't be home to see her. She texted me that she was going back to her place, and then I never heard anything from her again. After three days of texting, trying to make sure she was okay, the text started coming back as number not found. I sent her stuff she'd left at my apartment in the mail, and it returned as no forwarding address. Her instant messenger account, which I never messaged but I knew the name of, was disconnected. And it gets weirder. I called her apartment landline and was told the people who had lived there had moved out. She had three roommates, and they didn't leave a number as to where they went. I got really freaked out and asked her friends who worked in school admin to pull some strings just to make sure she was alive. The school she was at didn't have any records of her as a student. The license plate to her car wasn't registered to anyone. None of our mutual friends ever saw her again. I called the police, but there were no car accidents involving anyone who fit her description in the sketch in the stretch of road between our two schools that night or in the two weeks after. I didn't ask for any longer time frame because at that point she was already missing. Cops wouldn't file a missing persons report because I wasn't a family member. To this day, I have no idea what happened, why she freaked out on me so bad, or if she's still alive or in witness protection or was erased from all time by an evil wizard. She literally disappeared without a trace. That is so weird. Yeah, what the fuck? I mean, to call every single contact that you absolutely have for this person and nobody knows what you're talking about? That's crazy. I know. Was it an imaginary girlfriend? And what about the license plate? It, it, no, wasn't, it wasn't registered to anybody. It's like it didn't exist. That's so weird. It is weird. Crazy. That would drive me nuts. I know. I know. Like, and how could you get over something like that? Like, just someone you know completely disappearing? And, like, you're the only... Well, his friends remembered her, right? No, he said that he had friends in the school admin place where they could pull some strings oh. and ask the other school if she was registered which she wasn't that's weird it is weird super weird okay uh next one is from a deleted reddit account oh i used to work during doing maintenance at historic properties there was a historic house museum i worked at when it wasn't open to the public It was part of a whole landmark site. There was a visitor center with offices, and then the house was about a half a mile up a dirt road in a wooded area. Sometimes I worked with a crew, but there were a lot of times I was there alone. One winter day when it was really cloudy and dark, I was working alone to get ready to replace some electric work on the exterior of the house. I went inside and turned off the circuit to the whole property and tested it. It was off. I locked the doors and went outside to work. After about an hour, I got down from my ladder and started walking around the house, and then one of the lights inside the house turned on. I started to freak out, but thought that maybe someone was playing a joke on me, so I called the visitor center on my walkie-talkie and confirmed that the only other person who was working that day was still there and hadn't left, and that all the keys to the house were present and accounted for. That's when I freaked out and ran a half a mile up to the office and made a co-worker come back with me to check out what was going on. But when we got to the house, the light was off again. The bulb was still warm, though. Hmm. All the doors were still locked, and the circuit was still off. 
Still gives me shivers to this day. I got chills. I know. What the fuck? The bulb was warm. And there was no electricity going to it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. scary. Next one is from Volcancus. Volcancus? I don't know. Uh, my family owns a decent sized horse boarding facility and when we first had it going we used to do bed check as a family bed check is just making sure all the lights and fans are off as well as looking at the horses for injuries and if they had blankets during the winter we had just come back from eating out and it was a moonless night during fall as we stepped out of the truck this large light gray mass stood up and took off lopping toward our pastures it was about the size of a single cab pickup truck. Ooh. It made no noises other than it hitting the ground as it ran. And the other proof that it was real to us was that the horses that were turned out that night screamed and stampeded across the pasture it had jumped into. <coughs> we did a double count of all the horses that night and not a single one was missing. I still have yet to see it again and, have, and never hope I do or at least hope there is some explanation for it. Ooh, that's creepy. A gray mass, like, running. Ugh, Ugh no. Yeah, no, thank you. As big as a truck? Yeah. Ooh, creepy. Okay, next one is from Vivian Lake. When I was in university, I lived by myself. It was a nice little studio unit behind a house in a fairly decent area. I would honestly think nothing of walking places at night. There was a 24-hour McDonald's and a 7-Eleven that I would walk to, often between 12 a.m. and 3 a.m. since I was a massive night owl. Uh, One day after finishing an essay about 2 in the morning, I decided I was hungry but didn't really have anything easy to cook, so I decided to walk to the 7-Eleven and grab a pie or something. However, as soon as I opened my door, I was overcome by a suffocating feeling of fear and my heart started pounding. I started shaking the works. Telling myself that this was ridiculous, I walked out to the street with the intent to go, uh, but that was as far as I got. I was terrified for no reason that I could understand, but no less intensity despite that. I ran back inside and ate dry cereal. Later the next day, I heard about a group of drunk guys that were causing havoc down near the intersection at the 7-Eleven. They'd beaten up someone from my university. Even though I can't explain it, I'm convinced something bad would have happened to me that night if I had ignored the feeling and gone anyway. Ooh. Crazy. Man, listen to your gut. Yeah. That is crazy. I think my gut's asleep. I think mine is too. I've never had that kind of feeling. Well, let's just hope that we've never had a reason to feel yeah, like that. Yeah, that's, yeah. Next one is from Waldo, Where Am I? Ooh, that's a great question. Yeah. How about Waldo find us? That's right. (laughs) Anyway. Tired of looking for your ass. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I was working at a hotel in Albuquerque, the graveyard shift. I had been talking to the security guard and he asked if he could get a ride home. So instead of waiting 30 minutes for my shift to end, I just left and left a note for my boss that said I left early because my brother was stranded outside of town and needed me to get him. Total lie on my part, but I needed a good excuse to leave early. I dropped off the security guard at his place, then went home to sleep. A couple hours of sleep, I woke up to my phone ringing. It was my brother. He told me he was stranded outside of town and he needed me to come get him. Oh my gosh. I told my brother the lie I told my boss and how much of a coincidence it was him calling me. He said, that's not weird. He will show me that's what's weird when I get there. 
I got there and asked him what was weird. He put his phone to my ear and played the message he got when he woke up that morning. It's a voice that sounded, that kind of sounded computerized, but mostly just creepy sounded. It said, you're stuck. Yeah. Freaked both of us out. Never figured out where the call came from. Strangest, creepiest thing that has ever happened That is so weird. I know. Ew. Oh my gosh. Like that phone call, like, like what? And, and I'm sure he was like, okay, what? Yeah. Just whatever. Go about your day. Uh-huh. And then, oh, well, I'll tell him that my brother's stuck outside. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so crazy. I got chills. Okay. Next one is from Jilly76. In 2002, I lived in the East San Francisco Bay Area with my husband and two toddlers. I was grieving over the sudden death of my mother a month before. She had a major heart attack and died at 52 years of age. God, that's horrible. On an average day, I left my babies at home with my husband to run a quick errand by myself. I I drove a block over through downtown Hayward and hit up a grocery store. I was on my way home and stopped at a red light waiting for waiting to make a left turn the intersection had all blind corners so I, it was difficult to see oncoming cars my light turned green and i glanced both ways waiting to waiting the appropriate second and stepped on the gas pedal it would not move i tried again nothing the car behind me honked i looked down under my pedals quickly to see if something had possibly rolled under the pedal and found nothing I looked up and suddenly a huge work truck loaded down with equipment ran this red light at what must have been 50 miles an hour. I was stunned. I gasped and quickly pulled myself together, stepped on the gas pedal, and it worked with no hesitation. Suddenly, I smelled my mother's favorite perfume. Really an amazing experience. I'm going to cry. She saved her daughter. She was like, fuck, no, you're not going. We're just gonna wait here. Just, yeah. just a minute. <laughs> Everyone else can fuck up. <laughs> Next one is from some person. Okay. In 1975, I was flying an army helicopter doing night training in blackout conditions near Fort Hood, Texas. I was flying down a draw with some small seasonal creek in it, which was a new paradigm designed to mask the aircraft from russian radar hmm i'm not sure what i just read okay um i was at the control so my co-pilot on the map we were low and slow treetop to treetop suddenly i had a compelling sure knowledge that i must do an emergency climb which i did climbing almost vertically as i pulled the guts out of the aircraft with my nose pointed up to the stars my chin bubble in my chin bubble I observed the leaves of the cottonwood tree being pressed aside by the plexiglass of my chin bubble. What the fuck? I don't know what I'm reading. It's <laughs> no idea what you're reading either. Talk. I don't know. I'm just going to move on. What the hell's a chin bubble? I don't know. I don't know. What's a cottonwood tree? I don't... Okay. After a couple seconds, I and now a few hundred feet above the canopy, my co-pilot and I stared at each other with wide eyes and the knowledge that we barely avoided death. How did you see that fucking tree? Oh, it would. They would have hit the tree. I'm just I'm moving on. Yeah, okay. I, that makes no sense to me. I might whatsoever. just edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> Note to self: No pilot stories. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, next one. It's from Red Raven, 1978. A few years back, probably six to seven years, my family was living in our previous home. This was our second house we had in Ohio. The first house was about two streets over from our second home. One night, my mom woke up and was acting really panicked. She grabbed my brother, who was probably five at the time, and told me to go outside. It was about four in the morning, and when I got outside, my dad tried to calm my mom down. He asked her what was wrong, and she had to explain that she had a dream that we were all going to die from carbon monoxide poisoning if we stayed in the house. Then my dad told her that all the detectors were working perfectly fine, and we decided to go back inside. We didn't smell anything, or the detectors didn't go off, so we went to bed. The next day, my mom was watching the morning news before we went to school. The first story of the day was that a local family was rushed out of their home because of carbon monoxide leak in their home, which could have been just a coincidence, but then the news station showed the house. It was our old home we had just moved out of. <gasps> Ooh, I just got I chills! Oh my gosh! Oh, crazy! That is so weird. I know! Ooh. Okay. Next one is from Rick Reflex. Seven years ago, I lived in a two-story farmhouse. It was built in 1908, and it was both large and old. I was packing clothes and putting them in a small, unused bedroom. I was wearing my MP3 player, and the last time I checked, it showed three-fourths battery life. I was on my fourth or so trip, and I was hauling loads of shirts on hangers. It occurred to me that the closet was empty, too. Perfect, I'll hang them back up in there. This closet was almost a second room. It had a short, glossy wooden door. The area was thrice as long and wide with hardwood floors. The lacquer still smelled, even though I'm sure it was fresh a hundred years ago. I ducked fully inside and thought, this is a weird little place to be. Suddenly the music doubled in volume and changed to something that wasn't music. It was like rapid nonsense. Fast electronic babbling, it scared the entire fuck out of me. Yeah. I flew straight out, looked at my player, and it was dead. Ooh. I'm a pretty rational guy. That MP3 player would have would sometimes show more battery life than it actually had. It's done that before. And maybe the sounds were some sort of malfunction before shutting down. I really don't believe in ghosts, but I'm telling you, it shocked and frightened me to the core. My skin felt electric for an hour after. I never felt comfortable in that room again. Mm. that's creepy and and just like right in your fucking ear yeah like filling your head that is that's scary mm-hmm. and if it's gonna die it just dies yeah why would it um, yeah that's creepy yeah okay this one is from croissants and crepes Ooh, one yummy i know breakfast <laughs> After my grandpa died, my grandma said she could feel someone getting into bed with her nearly every night when we didn't believe her. But we didn't believe her. One night, I was watching TV in the living room trying to fall asleep when I heard footsteps in the hallway leading to my grandma's bedroom. I looked out into the hallway and couldn't see anyone, and this happened for probably a minute. Immediately after the footsteps stopped, the TV turned off. I stayed awake for another hour or so, but didn't hear anything after that. Hmm. I wonder if she heard him walking down to That's, yeah. it's bedtime for Grandpa. That's kind of cute, but kind of creepy. Too. Yeah, I know. Next one is from a Reddit user. I was once sitting on the couch with my boyfriend and heard the words, I love you. And then my boyfriend goes, I love you too. 
I was so utterly confused. I wasn't the one who said I love you. My mouth was shut. I remember hearing and feeling the vibrations of the words and sound being produced, but I wasn't the one who did it, and neither was he. It sounded like a feminine voice. It sounded like it came from right in front of my face, mm-hmm. but no one was outside the window or in the room with us. It was creepy as hell, and I still think about it. I would, too. I That's know. weird. If he was... <laughs> I mean, like, hearing that and then be like, uh, him be like, oh, I love you, too, and be like, oh, my gosh, it wasn't just me. <laughs> That'd be so scary. Okay. Next one is from... Subject inverse it what? Subject subjective risk taking. Oh, okay. Anyway, a week ago tomorrow, October twentieth, I came home from class around eleven thirty and no one else was home. I hung out at home for a bit and at two thirty it was I was overcome with sleepiness. Being the bum that I am, I lay down in my bed and set the timer on my phone for a twenty minute nap. I fell asleep quickly, and after around five minutes, I was awoken up by my bedroom door opening and had a split second of panic before my dog jumped up on my bed and lay down next to me, so I fell back asleep. After another five minutes, I instantly jolted awake because I was certain there was someone standing next to my bed behind me. I assumed it was my mother, who would likely be pissed that I was sleeping in the middle of the day. I woke and turned around in one movement, and there was no one there. Weird. I checked my phone, and I had another eight minutes of sleep. I went back to sleep, only to be woken by my phone ringing. It was my mother. She said that my great aunt, who had been in the hospital after a stroke-like event for a week, had died around one o'clock. My mom then said she knew my aunt was going to die today because she had seen a wraith, a sort of ghost, usually warning of someone's dying, that morning. My mom is Scottish and very superstitious, but I don't believe in any of that. She said when she woke up that morning to take my brother to school, she went into my room to see if I was still asleep. She saw a wraith standing next to my bed. Ooh, I just got chills again. I know. Ooh, creepy. What's a wraith? It's like a ghost thing. Warning of someone dying. <laughs> Interesting. So like a Grim Reaper? I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. Surprised we haven't talked about that. I think hmm. we have. I think I did different types of ghosts and what they oh. are. Oh, yeah, you're probably right. But I don't remember. Yeah, we were probably drunk. Probably. I, I was probably, at least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. This will be my last one. This was from D Basement. My ex-wife and I bought an older home, 1930s. We were renovating and had put some baseboards in the basement, painted them, and left them there overnight to dry. We looked down at them the next morning, and it looked like someone had taken a sharp knife and dug in and down the entire length of the two baseboards, almost eight feet each. The blade had gouged through the new paint, old paint, primer, and right down to the wood. It was just the two of us in the house. Ooh. Ooh, that is creepy. Ooh, I didn't like that. No. But like, that's that's creepy because you know you just painted it. You know it's perfect. You know you set it down there to dry. You you know, it's mm-hmm. so like, it's so matter of fact. Yeah. And then you see something like, oh, that's creepy. 
All right, it's time for the witty wrap-up. Yay, witty wrap-up! Okay, so this is a really serious topic. Okay. I know it's the witty wrap-up, but... Okay. This is 33 ways to survive a zombie apocalypse. That is very important. It is very important. Okay. (laughs) Number one, motorcycle gear. Motorcycle pants, jackets, and gloves are designed to prevent road rash injuries and are really tough. Wearing them, especially if you also use the helmet, makes you immune to bites. I like it. That's fantastic. Number two, towels. Nobody thinks about wrapping their arms in them. Try to bite through a towel, zombie. (laughs) That's great. I love it. Next. (laughs) Number three. A good water filtration device like a Life Straw or Sawyer Mini, I don't know, one of them can often filter thousands of gallons of water without a hiccup. You can only get a few short days without clean drinking water, so it's pretty likely that you'd die from dehydration before a zombie actually kills you. I love that. I need to write this down. Yes, you do. Oh my goodness. Number four, a bike. Okay. It's fast, silent, uses no fuel, is able to move on blocked roads, and can be easily carried if you have to proceed on foot. Yeah, but you're not covered, and it's scary. That's true. (laughs) Number five, a compass. You can guarantee GPS will be down, and navigation is so important. You could also throw a map in here, too, but I'm guessing they wouldn't be too uncommon, and you'd probably want to avoid densely populated places, which maps tend to cover. Oh, nice. (laughs) (laughs) Number six, cat or dog food. What? It's completely safe to eat, and usually this wouldn't be on anyone's zombie apocalypse shopping spree list. So while everyone is killing each other over pizza rolls... And toilet paper. (laughs) (laughs) Sub sandwiches and brains, here you are with your delicious premium chicken-flavored cat food. (laughs) actually good to know you can eat cat food yes i wouldn't want to no well yeah gotta do what you gotta do number seven shovels can be used as digging traps for gardening as a weapon and burying bodies okay i'll put my shovel on my bike (laughs) (laughs) number eight a good pair of running shoes goes a long way okay We don't run, though, so we're going to die immediately. Oh, I would die immediately. (laughs) No doubt about it. (laughs) Number nine, a slingshot. With a little practice, the slingshot can take out small game. Squirrels, birds, maybe rabbits if you're good enough. It makes very little noise, and you can pick up ammunition, small stones, ball bearings, nuts, bolts, etc. Before basically, or from basically anywhere. Yeah, and... Didn't uh, slingshots used... Weren't they made as weapons? I think so. I think they were originally weapons. Yeah. That makes sense. Number 10, boats. I know some of them have people on big yachts in the ocean, but really a small boat on a lake would be safe from zombies. Even a canoe you could anchor to the, in the middle of the lake and sleep in. Okay, so I got to fit a shovel and a boat on my bike. Yeah. Okay. I got to figure that out. Number 11, a book on local edible plants and mushrooms. 
<laughs> okay. Number 12, olive oil for both cooking and for leaving a nice slippery patch for any of the undead <laughs> to fall on. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's something they didn't do on The Walking Dead. That no, is they did fabulous. not. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Number 13, a small toolkit, few screwdrivers, and a hand drill, and you can quietly pull apart or mend most things. Cool. Have you ever seen the uh, Shaun of the Dead? Oh, yeah. I love that movie. Why didn't they put that on that with the olive oil? That would have oh, been hilarious. Know. It would have been. It would have been great. That, that's a great movie. Though. I know. I love that movie. <laughs> um, number 14, a crowbar. Works as a tool in its own right for opening doors and for levering things open, and is also an effective melee weapon. Yeah, you could hit somebody with that. Yeah. Number 15, wire cutters. Because lots of media operate under the belief that a chain link fence is a non trivial barrier. <laughs> 16, spears. Everyone imagines using a gun or a sword, but in reality, spears are the best weapon to use. They're easy to make, relatively easy to use compared to other weapons, require less rare materials than other weapons, and most importantly, can keep zombies at a distance and minimize your chances of being bitten. Mm -hmm. Also, with some practice, you can learn to throw a spear to hunt game. Spears may not be the most flashy weapons, but they are the most useful. All right. Number 17, a garage with lifts. What? Unless they get smart enough, they can't bring down the lifts. You can lift a car and sleep in it for safety, and it's filled with heavy objects to throw and use as weapons. Huh, interesting. Now you'd end up getting stuck in that car and die. Yes. 18, a journal. Can keep track of your supplies and other stuff. What? That's really what you're going to be thinking no. about when you're... If you, got, yeah, if you have a journal, you have to have a pencil <laughs> or a pen, and those run out. That's a horrible... I Strike that one. <laughs> Number 19, grain alcohol. You can disinfect with it. It's a great cleaner and solvent. You can use it for fuel, vehicle, light, or warmth. You can drink it. Nice. Get Tr trashed and... Yeah. And you won't even care what's going zombies. on. <laughs> Number 20, a tarp. Windbreak in a survival shelter, roof of a survival shelter, water collection, water distillation, burial shroud. Oh, God. <laughs> Emergency source of fabric if you need to pull apart the weave. <laughs> You're like, we just slept under this. Let's just bury him in that. <laughs> <laughs> just roll him up. Oh, God. 21. Some books. You're going to start getting really bored real quick. Number 22, floss. Gingivitis doesn't take a holiday, friends. <laughs> That's right. And again, something you will be thinking about. Yes. For sure. <laughs> 23, salt and sugar. Salt cured slash candied food is more, has, is more calorie dense, easy to carry while traveling, and lasts years. Number 24, a saucepan. You can cook, you can kick, you can store stuff in it. Well, going back to the salt, too. Mm -hmm. If you're in a zombie apocalypse and you get some fresh hell with some witches, you can always make a salt, right? That's true. Yes. Or not witches. What is it? 
demons yeah something evil yeah you know what i meant okay (laughs) 25 a glasses repair kit if i break my glasses during zombie apocalypse i'm most definitely fucked yeah (laughs) same i know you are too oh yeah you'd be worse than oh my god yeah well like i said i would just die that's just it (laughs) yeah if they ever got in my house i would just be like yeah "Yeah, not good 26 spices basic spices that's all it says okay number 27 i'd have to say seeds or like any form of crops farming seems surprisingly difficult to do and i don't see a lot of movies really trying it when it comes to survival Hmm. yeah you wouldn't be able to stay in a place long enough to grow anything probably no 28 a bowl it helps you capture water and offers you a place to cook and eat okay 29 cloth you can patch yourself up if you don't have bandages, make Molotov cocktails, clean yourself with it, and other stuff. <laughs> okay. 30. Duct tape. In Walking Dead Season 3, the governor's assistant wrapped <laughs> duct tape around his arms to armor against zombie bites. It was effective, too. Made me wonder why the rest of the governor's men weren't doing it. Hmm. Interesting. Hated the governor. Oh, my God, I know. I think everyone hated the governor. Oh, he was really good at that. Yeah, he was. But so was Jeff. What's his name? Jeffrey um, Dean. Yeah. Something. What was it? Oh. Um, oh, it's, oh, it's gonna bother me. What was it? Negan. Negan. Oh yeah. That's right. We are. We are Negan. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> he was hot though. He's always hot. I know. He's a little skinny though. He's a little skinny. There's been some things that he's been in where he's beefed up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he looks mm-hmm. so much better. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. 31. Chainmail. Because, you know, that's just hanging around everywhere. The types they use for sharks would be awesome. If a shark can't get through, then a zombie has no chance. That's true. Number 32. Tie a rope with any object like a simple padlock. Now you have a meteor, hammer, or just swing it like a basic flail. Hmm. Okay. Okay, and number 33, a book on basic survival techniques, sort of like a Boy Scouts book or something. I'm going to have to find some something to attach to my bike, because not all this stuff's going to fit on uh, it. No. So, no. All right. Well, good to know. Good to know. Yes, I thought we would do an educational Woody okay. wrap-up. Perfect. I love it. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. You can rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen. That will really help us. We need more listeners. Send in your stories. We still need them. I get those stupid ads every day in the email, and I'm always clicking on it, thinking it might be something, and it's never Aww. anything. So send it. Send us your stories, anything. We'll take it. Ghoulsnightoutpodcast at gmail.com. Um, look us up on Facebook. You can... Uh, join the Facebook page and the group. You can recommend us on there. Uh, and all that good stuff. <laughs> so we'll talk to you next week. Later. Bye.